vampires is open source. Um, or it's not open source. What's the term I'm looking for? It's free. Uh, I, I, I like well, you said open source, and now my brain is dead. Yeah, uh, it's like it's, it's like free real we'll, estate. <laughs> it's free real estate. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Cattles of Runeterra, episode 65. <laughs> I'm your host, Ryan, here with your other host, Hetch. What's up, everyone? I had nothing to do with this intro and how we came in hot. <laughs> we're late, but we're back, all right? <laughs> we're, getting, we're getting some schedule stuff aligned. We're working through it. We'll get back to spewing out content. Um, but, but thanks for bearing with us. Uh, we finally got something... You know, we come we come bearing gifts. Obviously, we have uh, what is it? Soot in our face? No, we have egg on our face. So we were like, well, let's dip into our charity jar and pull out some Noxus content. <laughs> That's right. That's right. We're doing this purely out of the love that we have for our Noxus fans, yeah, and not for getting goodwill points for being late on recording. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, one thing, you know, we won't. Uh, you know, take it easy on those housekeeping. It's up top. It's at the beginning. Smooth. It has to be done. Uh, you can listen to us everywhere. You know that. Uh, visit us at podcastcore.com for all the links. Uh, and then follow us on any platform you prefer or follow us on all the platforms because that helps us, right? Um, get some visibility there. And then you can send an email if you want to contact us at podcastcore at gmail.com. Leave a like, follow, short review, slash comment. Uh, we love to hear your thoughts. The comments are always great and appreciated. Uh, we love reading and sharing them with each other. Uh, but the easiest way is to tell one friend to learn to bloodbend by listening to the Casuals of Runeterra <laughs> podcast. So, like, I know bloodbending isn't real. So could we get in trouble? Well, actually, <laughs> in the Avatar, <laughs> the last airbender, Katara learns. Okay, I'm over it. <laughs> oh man we're in it main topic bloody bonds uh we're talking about vladimir long overdue long, long overdue um yeah. vladimir is one of those stories which both of us really like it's a really unique take on you know vampires uh blood bending obviously we gave that one away um blood magic you know any fantasy thing you've seen it done a bunch of different ways and it's one of those tried and true and open source content. Vampires is open source. Um, or it's not open source. What's the term I'm looking for? It's free. Uh... I, I, I like well, you said open source and now my brain is dead. Yeah, uh, it's like it's, it's like free real we'll, estate. <laughs> it's free real estate. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's free real estate. That's actually what we'll go with. So you see a bunch of different takes on it. Um, and they kind of follow a certain amount of rules, right? And I think League did their their take very well. I think it fits very well into their their universe. Uh, and we're going to tell you why. But first, we start with a spell. So Vladimir is in Legends of Runeterra. So we're going to look at some spells here that kind of fit really well with the themes um, of his bio. And we're going to start with Transfusion. So this one is an OG card. Been in the game from day one. Uh, and it's great. Has a lot of uses. Has kind of seen its place among different metas. 
Um, it's a two-cost burst spell that says deal one to an ally to give another ally plus two, plus two this round. That's bloodbending, baby. Uh, but for us, the quote, here's what matters most. It's give and take, my dear. You give and I take. And this is a good start to kind of show you Vladimir's character. Um, he's going to be a narcissist. He's going to be very self-centered. Uh, he's going to center himself a lot throughout the story, unnecessarily, um, to the point of boredom, I think is what this boils down to. I, unnecessarily is definitely key, and especially when we get into the, uh, you know, the forming of a, a group, <laughs> the, one of the rules of that group is to not do what Vladimir does. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, hey, here's one of our leaders. Don't be like him. All right. And <laughs> but Transfusion is like the uh, it's one of the OG, like just combat tricks, like other than might for Noxus. And this is one of those combat tricks that like uh, it's always been fringe as far as in the meta. It never truly has a home, but a lot of Noxus decks can usually end up slotting it just because of the fact that it gives plus two plus two whereas all the other noxus combat tricks you're only ever looking at attack um so I, i've seen a lot of decks usually kind of either splash one or two of this card it's one that i think a lot of people sleep on but it's not really with bad reason that it's slept on yeah. it, it's interesting good point good point uh and then we go to our follower here which has a little mistake seriousness to it uh Atacan, i love this card i love this card Atacan, bringer of ruin so this came out later this came out with empires of ascension um, which was the uh shirima pack that came out um and this is a 10 cost card it's a power card but it's meant to give flavors meant to introduce a character into the story um and he's a 10 cost 512 with overwhelm and on attack, increase my power by the total power of all my allies. Now, the card is not great, and it's not played, but its ability is very rooted in kind of the lore aspect, right? Taking from the worshipers to empower yourself, which is what we're going to talk about that we think is, I might get this wrong, is it the Darken? Uh, yeah, it, it's... I think it's the Darkens. It, it's the Darken. Um, I believe you can fact check me on that, but yeah, the darkens in the story are essentially, and we'll get to it. It um, is darken, darken. You are correct. Yeah, the darkens are the species or creatures that are the ones that kind of develop this blood bending technique that we know from Vladimir, uh, and he gets taught it by them. But we're never seen them up to this point until Runeteric Legends Runeteric came out. We really didn't have any more information. There are some stories. We'll get into the stories in different episodes, but. As far as we know for this episode, what is a Darken? Is this one? Because we do have these things worshiping this, this godlike creature. It has multiple arms. We do see blood involved. Um, but we do also have some text here on the card, uh, which says, A nameless aberration towered above them in, smoke -filled, in the smoke-filled chamber. The mages chanted in dis discordant chorus, dread their voices, reaching. Wait, what? <laughs> why is it written like this? 
It's ancient lore. We don't oh, speak okay. the language that way anymore. I know, right? Okay. The mages chanted in discordant choruses, dread their voices reaching a strained fever pitch. It's a weird sentence. The monster breathed deep of their mounting fear, and each breath brought it terrible power. Yeah, he's feeding on them, and they're willingly giving it up. So there's consent there, which is great. We love that here at the Castle yeah, Frontier. Yeah, we're all about consent. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel about Atacon? I love this card. Um, the bottom line that I think, like, this is one positive of this card. It's indisputable. Nobody could argue me. This card gets a dumpy seal of approval <laughs> for the casuals of Runeterra because it's a it's a bloody five twelve. Like, come on, this thing is got the biggest of booties. Yeah, four um, arms, four yeah, cheeks. That's right. Uh, <laughs> I do. I will say that as far as like a a lot of the like um, more control style decks that are running like Shadow Isles that have a lot of like sacrifice mechanics like the um, reanimator um no not the reanimator it's the five drop uh well but the ones that like spawn random units yeah like getting this to spawn randomly you're never going to be upset about seeing it yeah um but like you said it, it's a 10 drop no one but me plays this card i actually have this card run in my vladimir deck no, that's not even a joke. That's but disgusting. it is, you know, one because of the fla the lore flavor, and two, you swing this with Vladimir, it it's pretty nasty. Yeah. Um, but I uh, I never survived a ten it's a mana win more, anyways. If anything. Uh, oh, it's win more, a hundred percent. But I I love this card. Yeah, I, if I, Runeterra I, had Challenger. This card would be played in Challenger. Deck, <laughs> this card would be played in Challenger. 100%. <laughs> so let's get into it. Let's start talking about Vladimir. Because this is a fun right. one. Yeah. Um, and not only is this a fun one just because, like, Vladimir's story itself is fun, but it's beyond important because of the fact that we're going to be looking at the beginning of Noxus in a way. If if we get to a point in the show where we talk more about a character like Mordekaiser, we'll be able to break down the beginning of Noxus better. But this is a story that starts before the Noxus Empire has formed. Like, we're going to, like, timeline-wise, the beginning of Shirema, yeah. in essence. So that part is already kind of cool. Um, and then Vladimir is a fun story because Vladimir's insane. Right? Yes. Like... Not even a spoiler. He's just crazy. He yeah. the the guy's not right. Okay, so let's get into it. So we're going to be looking at Vladimir. Essentially, has existed since the beginning of time, like just by most people's ideas. But it's really like back in a very like few thousand years before the forming of Noxus. Yeah, and Vladimir has always been a part of that but not necessarily as who we know Vladimir as. He's just there starting off as a powerful wizard. Yep. Um, and with with his beginning, he has watched a lot of war. The position that Noxus is in on the map of Valoran, so, or like Runeterra as a whole, it's in a very contested spot because it's a centralized location of the main continent. Mm -hmm. So... All these tribes start up, they all hate each other, they're always going to war, and 
Vladimir finds a way, along with a bunch of other powerful wizards, to take these energies off of these constant conflicts and channel it into their magic. And it's really these strong wizards channeling within their own magic the rage and the violence and the pain that become the Darkhead. Yeah. Right? And the Darkhead, like you brought up earlier, it's this evil cabal, essentially, that has just been there for a very long time and is worshipped. Yeah, I think so, I, I would say something we can pull from is the concept of like goblins and orcs in a lot of fantasy where they're inherently evil. They don't really have agency to them. They just are a different race that yeah. manifest that pure, um, almost like a hunter style, uh, or, or sorry, a predator style of life like there is no concept to what they do they do it because that's what they are yeah that's that's a perfect uh comparison because a lot of goblins and orcs and different lords it's not necessarily that they themselves are evil it's just that their nature is so different from our nature that we recognize it as evil and they lean more towards evil with our nature because it's like oh yeah no i'm here i'm here for a fight (laughs) and this is a concept in general, that when written, especially when you're dealing with a vampire type stuff, if done well, can be a really big element. And we'll see that here as we go through. Yeah. And so now Vladimir, as far as his position when he before he's becoming a part of this Darkin, is that he was born as the son of a leader to one of these tribes. The tribe trying to fight for its own survival, his father ends up trading him away as a hostage into another group. It is within this time that he is learning more about his magic, and what he ends up doing is finding a way to, with the trade-off to this different group, this other group, is a lot of like using violence within their rituals. So he's able to combine his understanding from his past group with this understanding of the Darkin that this group is following to transition his magic. Um, direct quote, the art of crafting flesh and transmuting blood, granting them mastery over life itself. And that is where we get our bloodbending idea. Like, <laughs> if that's not a definition of bloodbending, what is that? <laughs> yeah, no, that's perfect. It, it's one of those things where you think of um, at the root of a vampire is the concept of siphoning life, right? So you can do that in a million different ways, and they choose to do it this way. Because it, this does fit really well with the forbidden um, – the forbidden paths of knowledge that we get throughout Runeterra, right? There's plenty of people that do things they shouldn't be doing, tinker with things they shouldn't be tinkering with to end up with this godly-like power. So this fits really well for Runeterra, so I'm happy they went this route with it. Because it's not completely original, but it does fit really well. And, and it's uh, it, it, it gives it a nice twist as far as just, you know, playing into this vampire idea. Yes. It's like instead of just having vampires in our world, what would a vampire in our world look Boom. like? You nailed it. Um, and, uh, of course, as far as once Vladimir gets this ability, as far as like really learning how to control life itself, um, 
like any sane person, he immediately goes up. I am better than all mortals. <laughs> all of you are beneath me. <laughs> and he is now positioned himself to become one of the darkened. Um, and this idea of like blood magic is really powerful in a world where every single tribe is against each other. There, the blood is never stops flowing. So of course, someone who is actively using blood as a weapon yeah, this is a good place to be. So Vladimir is able to grow into power very, very, very quickly. He is he is not a prisoner for long. He, they, this political, you know, like hostage setup, it's almost not worth mentioning because of how quickly he rises to power because of his control of blood magic. Yeah, this is a this is another concept which fits really well because we know this from like Norths, right? With Ares, where he thrives on war. Like war has to happen for him to have power. It's the same concept here where the resource, if it's flowing constantly, it's like oil, baby. There's blood everywhere. I can constantly practice and grow. The unique thing here that you usually don't get in like vampire stories is like with vampires, they tend to become more cruel over time because of their disconnect from humanity as they continue to live on. That's a common one. Well, here, Vladimir's just twisted from the get-go, and then you add a little bit of jadedness from his dad just giving him up, and you're like, okay, that's enough spice to put him over the edge. So it makes him even, you know, an exponentially more cruel person as time goes on and we get into that part. Yep. Um, the only correction I have there is Ares as Norse mythology. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You... You Philistine! You Philistine! That's Greek! I'm sorry! My God! Forgive me, Talos! (laughs) (laughs) Forgive me! Um, So, so yeah, uh, Vladimir's rise to power. Um, Another direct quote is that this is all written in a dead in the dead high shuriman language yeah so this is we're we're talking like before azir is ascended yeah. time all right long time ago um and now we're gonna get into the fact of like how is vladimir because vladimir again is just a man with the control of magic so how is he starting off here and still in the conversation as far as a champion in runeterra Let's find out. So, unknown to all of people, as far as, like, the fall of the Darken, is that Vladimir, he is the one that killed the Darken. (laughs) That is in control of the war host of his region. All right? So... So in this time, basically way before recorded Room Terra history, Vladimir is rising to the power of a god. He is killing the god of his people, and then just quietly being like, "Yeah, it's me now. I'm your god." Yep. All right. Now the Darken, though, they're all just powerful mages. So Vladimir strikes down this Darken. And with that Darkin's life force, he is able to re like he's able to revamp his own understanding of magic with such power and such just v- pure vitality that he 
discovers a new way to imbue this life force within another body to thus give that body a whole rejuvenating effect. All right, so he basically un, like discovers a spell at the expense of a powerful being's life to grant a user more life. And thus we have the birth of Vladimir as the vampire, quote-unquote, that we know and love yep. of in Runeterra. But we're not even caught up to basic history <laughs> yet. We're not at the current timeline of Runeterra. So long, long ago, Vladimir discovers how to give himself life, and he decides to do this with... He decides to do this as far as just with anything that he can get his hands on. Uh, and as with a direct quote here, with a ritual so vile that it cannot be written. So <laughs> not even in an old dead language. So yeah. it's like we won't even the, write this shit down in Latin. <laughs> it's so gruesome. <laughs> I'm gonna write it down in Latin. No one's gonna know about it. It's it's like most people get 401ks and they invest in that over time. Vladimir. <laughs> he was like, no, 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 no. I'm going to get my return on investment. <laughs> oh, my God. I got that O negative, okay? <laughs> Here's my retirement plan. Never mm. retire. Um, he, he'd make a great American. Um, <laughs> <laughs> a good red-blooded American. Hell yeah, brother. Patriot. Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, so... So now we fast forward a we fast forward like a millennia or yeah. two and we get into the next power that takes in the vacuum of the darken being ousted essentially by Vladimir. Yeah. Vladimir just ends up like eating all of the darken. All right? And he just kind of like he does it so well that a lot of people start trying to copy his way of magic, and that's when we get into like the creation of this cabal of quote-unquote vampires. They're really just mages that are using blood magic. And, and, and we need to emphasize, just like we joked about how vile and dark what he's doing is, and Hetch mentioned Mordekaiser before. Um, Mordekaiser is pretty much the only evil being that could compete when it came to this. And they actually hung out, like they were buddies. And so even if you're a copycat, it's something where you can copy all you want, but you're not as twisted and dark enough to do what he's doing. So you're always gonna hit that wall. And that's what people were seeing. And that only made them more terrified of Vladimir overall. Once they yeah. once you have that realization that you're not blood hungry enough, literally. And, and it's also a thing of like, the the pure factor of time yeah like we're now like almost fast forwarding like a thousand years so yeah. you've been doing this your whole life you've been trying to master this magic for like 80 years vladimir's been doing it for like two millennia at that point <laughs> you're you do not have the experience he has i need more time i need more time i, I need more time <laughs> um so but yes that's the next thing that takes up the darken is mordekaiser yeah. and mordekaiser is just a being of basically pure evil yeah all right and but this is mordekaiser within his lifetime um 
which that would if we ever get to a point where we break down Mordekaiser's story, that will be a fun one to break down. Yeah. Uh, but Mordekaiser, the spoilers for his story is that he is the building block that all of Noxus is built upon. All right, so we're getting now to the birth of Noxus. Yeah. Vladimir, around for millennia at this point, continuing his lifespan by basically taking the life essence of all those around him. Mordekaiser comes into power. Vladimir can't take his life essence. That is how strong and how evil Mordekaiser is. <laughs> and Vladimir, after doing this for millennia, is just like, now, I'm not down with that. Yeah. I don't like that. So these the these lesser than himself people that are following him, he's like, no, we're going to war with that guy. So we have this giant blood feud happen. Tons and tons of death, which means Vladimir and Mordekaiser both just get stronger. Yep. It's imagine if like we look at Game of Thrones and we have you know the winter is coming, and all of like the um what do they call him in Lord of in Game of Thrones? I went to say the Lich King. And that's War, oh, War the Warcraft. White Walkers. <laughs> the the White Walkers. Okay. Thank you. So you have the White Walkers, and you know, at the end of a battle, they just raise up all the dead. Yeah. All right. So this is basically two warring White Walkers. Yeah. And they would fight. Everyone dies. They all come back to life, and they <laughs> do it again. That's it. It's not exactly happening that way, but that's basically what's happening. Mordekaiser and Vladimir are at a standoff. And to call out an episode that we've recorded before, this standstill is only broken by a mysterious sorceress by the name of LeBlanc. Hey, listen, we told you Vladimir's story is fucking good. <laughs> and, we, and we told everything. you. And if you haven't listened to our LeBlanc episode, check that one out because LeBlanc's story is awesome. Yes. And LeBlanc's story comes into play here because LeBlanc shows up and basically just talks Vladimir and Mordekaiser into just sitting down and talking it out. Yep. And that is a really big deal because, again, we have these, like, two insurmountable forces of power just butting heads and LeBlanc finally gets them to just hash it out and agree to coexist. Yeah. This is this and, is essentially their like natural disaster level, right? At this point. And the impressive part is this is early LeBlanc. So this is LeBlanc as the essence of what a LeBlanc is, quotation marks, is becoming more established in Noxus lore. Yes, and and this is really where we get the birth, not only of Noxus, but we have the birth of a hidden cabal by the name of the Black Rose. I've heard that somewhere before. Yeah, uh, you, I see you've listened to our LeBlanc episode. <laughs> and so, so now that we have the birth of the Black Rose, yeah. the, this is the order that helps Vladimir and Mordekaiser just kind of level out and be chill with each other. Mordekaiser heeds the lessons of LeBlanc and decides, you know, I'm going to take more of a backseat. I'm going to chill. I'm going to sit back here 
And LeBlanc is like, I too am going to take a backseat. And Vladimir is like, nah, bitches. I'm the star of the show. <laughs> my name will be on the ballot every my- year until the end of time. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> like, yeah, we have four more years of Vladimir coming up, baby. <laughs> Make Knox is great again. <laughs> oh, goodness. So Vladimir is like, yeah, no, I'm down with like not killing each other, but I gotta, I'm going to go and kill people. Yeah. And so he now is just using this safe place where no one can touch him anymore to just feed off of all of humanity that comes near. And this goes on for a little bit until Mordekaiser ends up falling. Do he falls? Uh, like uh, I would love to get into a Mordekaiser episode, but you know we Save gotta it. spoil bits of his story. Restrain yourself. Here. Well, like what ends up happening is that a group of tribes end up banding together to overthrow their evil dictator, and the evil dictator does not die. He is sealed, and they decide to use the seal and build on top of it to keep burying evil dictator as much as they can, and that is the birth of, of the nation Bastion. building. Yeah, yeah. That's, it, it's that's, about that's actually the playbook. That's how America was built. It's a hundred percent how America was built. We were built on Mordecai's on the corpse birth. of the soul of a natural disaster. <laughs> And so we now this is where we have the building of the Bastion. Yep. And the Bastion is the capital, the flagship building of Noxus. The group of tribes that banded together to build the Bastion decided to call themselves a Trifarix. And they f- became the first Trifarix in forming of a new nation called Noxus. And now we have the birth of Noxus. Yeah, the essentially first new Noxus. I think we should probably start referring it to the. I, I think that probably helps just because of how. I well, maybe I'm down with that, but yeah, this wanna, is not. That? This is not new Noxus. Oh no! Because, yeah, okay. This is the yeah, original Trifarix before. Yeah, this yeah, is before we get Dark to World. Swain. Yeah, and yeah, like yeah. we're still like a few hundred years before that point. But uh, my so, apologies, I got so ahead of myself. Have, yeah, we have the birth of. Bastion. I'm just too excited, Hetch. All right, yeah, this is it, real good a, shit. It's, it's, a, it's a great storyline. <laughs> um, and so now we have uh, now we have the Bastion. We have Noxus. The first Trifarix ends up taking a lot of the other tribes and starts forming this Noxian Empire. Uh, Vladimir is like, well, that's cool. Keep killing all these other tribes and taking them in because I'll keep feeding off of yeah. that. And that continues until the birth of new noxus because we know from our stories with draven and swain and darius that these were men that were very convicted to the idea of the noxian empire that all men are created equal in this empire as long as they gave all of themselves to the empire and they believe that the biggest threat to the Noxian Empire is this Black Rose Cabal that led their their now deposed king in, to insanity. Yeah. So... Gorm Darkwill. Swain, Draven, Darius, they're looking for this, a lot of these Cabal guys and this is what forces Vladimir to become more shadowy. He now has to be like, oh, well, 
now all these people are hunting me. I've got to chill. And this is what birthed the legend of Vladimir, because now nobody's seen him. It was the guy that was on the ballad for like thousands of years, <laughs> and he just disappears, because now that people are hunting for him, he's like, ah, deuces, I'm out. And real quick- and no one can find him. Yeah, this is, this is the unique turn here, because up to this point now- He's getting to the point where he can't be contained, right? He can't be stopped. The one thing that countered him is gone, right? Mordekaiser's in the ground. And the unique thing here is with most vampire stories, I was kind of stepping away from this, when vampires go from generation to generation, they take time away and they try to figure out how to blend back into society because the one drawback of vampirism is usually there's not more of you than the prey. So the numbers are the problem, right? So it's, it's, to, it's to work towards your survival. So you blend in and you maintain some kind of dominance, whether it be you become a lawyer, a vampire lawyer, or like a politician or whatever, but you're still a, still a vampire, right? Um, Vladimir has the personality trait where he's a narcissist. He doesn't like to do that. So this is the first time he's forced to do that. And – Hetch will get to it. You think he would be like, okay, this is my weakness. I will recognize this and I will stick to this survival plan. Well, turns out when you're a narcissist, survival doesn't really take over all the time. That's right. Um, and because, I mean, like like you said, uh, I, one, I want to see like Vladimir as a lawyer just kick the door open <laughs> into a courtroom, point at the judge, kneel before me. And... <laughs> What? Objection. Um, Objection. Objection. Uh, so, again, as a narcissist, instead of being able to reassimilate himself into society, uh, Vladimir is just like, well, if I can't be me, I'm not going to be me. I, I, I'm not going to do anything. And now we just hit the depression episode of Vladimir's story because he just – like, out of all of these, uh, what's written here, all the stains of his previous lifetimes, um, like, Swain is at a point where he's finally getting to understand this legend of a Lord Vladimir and really grasp the idea of who Vladimir is. So now new Noxus is going to war with the last remnants of old Noxus. And... Vladimir is now just quietly hiding while drinking in all of the death and destruction that is still happening with the Noxian Empire. Because we know from our stories with Demacia, with the Freljord, like you can basically listen to any of our other episodes. There are so many characters, Ionia, uh, yeah. cough, cough, Irelia, cough, cough. Um, <laughs> Like all these characters, they have something to do with when, no when the Noxus Empire attacks. Yeah. So there's still plenty of this negative energy happening for Vladimir to survive, but all he does now is hide and remind himself of his glory days and tell himself that it's fine. I'll get to do it again. Yeah, I used to be quarterback in my high school. I was great. I was great. I would have gone pro if it wasn't for my knee. <laughs> My knee injury. Yeah. But then take that arrow to the knee. <laughs> Talos. Yeah, but um, it's it's a great way to kind of progress because because we're we're essentially seeing the neutering of I, Vladimir is still a threat, but he's now at his most neutered state, probably pre bloodbending, right? 
where his influence isn't as powerful as possible, you're starting to have the rise of another cabal under his um, uh, under his like lineage, um, known as like the Crimson Crew. Right? We won't get into them this episode, but. They're almost playing magic. They're not really practicing uh, because these are all a bunch of rich kids. So it's starting to lose the power it once had, the evil power it once had. And it's become more of this plaything, uh, which also Vladimir does not like. Yeah, it's um, we Vladimir really got to watch like as far as his peons. Like he got to watch them rise up to be full-on Bram Stoker Draculas, and then see them fall all the way to the level of the vampires from South Park, where <laughs> yeah, where it's I just forgot. a bunch of but it's a bunch of middle school kids that went yeah. to Hot Topic drinking Clamato juice. Yeah, <laughs> like he's yeah. he's watched the whole transition. Um, Man, like, there's even there is a point where like he you know tries to act like a a Noxian aristocrat and just be you know I'm a spoiled rich kid too ha 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 yeah and this is how he gets out of the house but Swain's on to him so he can't even do that anymore like he he's seen the the highest of highs. And we, he is now in the lowest of lows, Yeah, definitely. telling himself that it will get better. Definitely check out, I'm happy you mentioned Swain again. Check out our Swain episode because Swain goes through something as someone who's in, you know, very intelligent, very astute, very perceptive. He goes through a near-death experience during a, a war situation with Ionia that allows him to see darkness a lot clearer. Um, and... This is causing a threat to Vlad, and we're at a point where Swain is getting more powerful himself, um, even though comparatively very young. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see where this goes um, with the Triferrix, because you have a bunch of leaders that are also equally powerful in their own right. Uh, and then we're going to get to the point where Noxus kind of opens its doors to outward influence. And that's definitely something Vladimir doesn't want, because he wants... He, he wants Noxus to himself. That's the goal, right? That's his play space. It's his playpen. He doesn't want any outwards interference. So there's a lot of threats coming to him that he's never had to deal with, regardless of his power, where almost his power is irrelevant because the, the, the nature of the existence of Noxus is changing, and that's affecting who Vladimir is. Yeah, and it's, it, it's a very it, – his story ends in such a complex position. Yep. Like, I think that where Vladimir's story as a biography ends is where you can really dig in the most. And that's also a symptom of the fact that he's just been around for so long that there's no quote unquote written history of anything before that point. And so his story ends with him being more of a legend than anything else, yeah. but he's very real. Um, uh, and speaking of the things of his story uh, that's very real, his card, yep. um, it's very real. I don't think people have seen it <laughs> since beta, but it's very real. Um, so we'll talk about it real quick because yep. uh, Vladimir is one of the few champions that's seen a good bit of changes because uh, Riot has tried to bring it up to speed to see more play, but it's just more of like when I get into his level up and stuff, it's more of a mechanic that's hard to make work yeah um 
in the nature of the way that the card game is played. So if you're playing Legends of Runeterra, Vladimir is a 5-mana, five 5-5 five champion. And he has, on the attack, for each attacking ally on my right, deal 1 damage to it and 1 to the enemy nexus. So when he attacks, if you you can order it to where you're choosing essentially each unit of yours that you wish to deal one damage to to deal an additional one damage to the nexus so it's straight up face damage and his it plays into his level up condition because his level up condition is you have had five or more allies survive damage so any instance of one damage as long as that ally has more than one hp or tough they will survive that damage and it will go to vladimir's level up yeah and his level up is really the only reason to play vladimir because he's at this point he's one of the more unique level up champions um yeah because when he levels up he gets a plus one plus one but he he gains regeneration uh, I think he's the only uh, champion that gains regeneration because, uh, like, Trundle and Braum, they just have it. Yeah. Uh, but Vladimir has to gain it. Uh, Which is cool know. when after everything we've just told you because that fits perfectly into the lore, right? Where yes, he like, learns he, he didn't start off that way. Yep. He, he was just a normal dude. Yeah. Um, he just learned a lot of really evil magic uh so like lore wise this the flavor of vladimir's card is oh yeah um gameplay god bless it Um, (laughs) so so he becomes a six six with a regeneration and now instead of it dealing one to your allies to deal one to the nexus you deal one to your allies on the right to drain from the nexus uh the key word of draining in Runeterra means that the every point of damage in the drain cost is damage that heals your nexus. Um, the Grasp of the Undying is probably the most key drain card that anyone from the Legends of Runeterra will recognize. Um, so his level up changes his attack effect into draining. Which, at that point, unless you remove Vladimir, they're just going to bleed you out because he's constantly going to be healing the damage you deal. Uh, So that's really cool. But um, his is a card that's just not seen a lot anymore because the level-up condition is painful. Yeah. uh, Terra is very much a game of taking even trades while simultaneously being reactive. Vladimir is a card that deals damage to your units, which is going to be hard to keep your units because a lot of things are just one-for-one trades. And then two, he needs... um, Excuse me. Uh, Two, he also needs the... um, uh, He needs to be proactive. Yeah. He cannot be reactive. He needs to attack. He needs to drain off of your units to level himself up. And that's just very counterintuitive to the way that Runeterra is played. You can't sit back and wait. You gotta go. 
we gotta go and that's what vladimir <laughs> that's what vladimir does and it just it, so he's in a very weird spot yeah. as far as room terror is but concerned you, i think you nailed it where ever since regardless of if he's played or not and this is just something that room terror gets really well um is he's been a liked card people like the flavor people like the way it's designed and because of the lore and how well it fits nobody's too concerned right there's plenty of cards to play so yeah. I think they may take another attempt at him down the road. We'll see. Um, maybe once they release like Mordecai's yeah. and stuff like that, they may go back to the well, um, pun intended. And <laughs> we'll see what happens then. But I, you know, I just want to repeat because we recently, if you haven't listened to our Zeri episode, we do talk about how that bio is a lot, a lot more lackluster compared to the overall quality of most League of Legends stories and lore. And this is a great example of something that, you know, lore that's older than time. Like this one's been around for a while. Um, and this is the type of stuff that tickles our fancy completely. Um, yeah. Luckily, I mean, it has a lot to build off of with the Black Rose and LeBlanc and Mordecai and all that stuff. But hopefully with Ziri, as we're getting more stuff, we'll get there with her so that we can like her as much. But yeah. we've been holding off on Vlad, not just because we like to play around with our Noxus fans, but because this is one of those stories that we really do enjoy. It's one of those stories that's really hard to condense as yeah. well. Um, hence which, the longer episode. <laughs> yeah, hence the longer episode. It, it's very difficult to condense this because there's there's a lot going on, and it's also very important. Like yeah. we're literally talking about the building of Noxus as a nation, uh, or as we're talking about new Noxus. Like you can't build a whole nation very quickly like it takes a lot of time yeah. there's a lot of people that are in play and there's a lot of people that come into play uh and so vladimir's story is very entertaining because he's watching it all happen he's watching it all happen while being the most narcissistic prick on the planet <laughs> like, he's like where so, can i fit into this puzzle yeah where do i fit in this puzzle and how do i end up being the corner piece <laughs> I am a corner piece, damn it. And you cannot tell me otherwise. <laughs> and with that, we're at the end here. We've dragged on for a good bit. It was worth it. Um, but we will be back soon. So always, thanks for listening. And we'll be back soon with the next episode. That's right. Take care, everybody. <laughs>